0: They're hitting me with some hard questions. They're bringing some amazing advice. And and I'm telling you, I take notes from every one of these episodes from these people that have actually lived it. They've gone through it and have turned their businesses into amazing empires. So I hope you find a ton of value in this. And I hope that this becomes something you come back to and listen to often.
1: Hey, so I'm really excited for our next guest, uh, Thomas Keenan. I found him on Instagram of all places, and uh, I started following his stuff. And as the introvert, process-driven guy, he was saying things. I'm like, he's speaking my language. I, I'm hearing stuff that sounds like me, and I, I was me- immediately drawn in. So I went out and got his book, uh, "Unfuck Your Business." Uh, if you haven't read it, go find it on Amazon. It's awesome, and I and I read it in like a weekend, and. And there was some really cool stuff so i'm excited to have you on and be able to you know pick your brain on that whole core values piece and how companies are doing it wrong and how they can do it right so welcome to growth mode yeah nice guys I, I appreciate coming in here and kevin we were joking before this is actually the first time we're having a face-to-face or we'll call it a technology to technology interaction versus uh you know just chatting on instagram so it's nice to meet both of you guys yeah so I wanna start off uh, and I wanna start off with this question. How do businesses and how do business owners mess up core values? Because everyone here is you gotta have your core values, you gotta you gotta make your list. Yep. How are they screwing it up? It's so number one, they don't have them, right? That's the obvious. Uh but here's where I find the biggest mess up. And it's funny, I find the same correlation with those who become authors. Uh it's we go ahead, we do all this work to get clear on the core values, we get clear we, we go and we write the book. And then afterwards, we don't do anything with it. So we did the work. We got the executive team together, got the founders together, whoever may be. We got clarity on the core values. Now we're going to throw them up on the wall. And we're just going to assume that everyone's going to go and live by these values moving forward.
0: And that's my biggest frustration with core values as a whole. And it's this whole idea that you're going to spend time, make up some bullshit words that have no meaning, no fucking value, Mm -hmm. throw them up in the words and everybody's like, cool, core values are done, right? This is why for years I've stayed away from core values as a whole because they've always been taught that way. Mm -hmm. And so how does somebody put them one to where they actually have some fucking meaning behind them and then two like the authors that put the books out and don't do a fucking thing with them um you know how does somebody implement those core values so people actually can live them throughout their company i know how we did it but i'm curious how you come sure so
1: i mean there's a there's a hundred different ways to get clarity on your core values right there I, i cover away in my book uh my book was written in 2019 actually written in 2018 launched in 2019 in that window, I've got more clarity on how to Mm, become more efficient at it. So I've I've got a streamlined way of doing it. And one of the mistakes I've made in the past is actually having too many values. And I'll get into that in a minute. Um, But basically start asking yourself questions. Like, what is it that I want this business to provide me? What is it that I want this business to provide the universe? What is this business that I wanna provide uh, to the customers? And what is it that I wanna provide say so to my team members, right? Start asking yourself those kind of questions right? Go Google a list of potential words you can use as core values and start putting something together. And that list is in my book, by the way, right? Figure out a baseline of what these are. Give me your top three of each of those, right? And now look back over that list and say, okay, you know what? This is the top one that aligns me. This one really aligns me. And this one aligns with me. Get that value, which is typically a verb, and now start to go and create a statement around it. Tell me in your own words, why that's important to you and the success of your company. Why is that important to you and the overall success and growth of your team members, right? And this is just an exercise that we've got to work through. It doesn't happen overnight. It's gonna take a little bit of effort, energy and work to get into it. But if done correctly, we get clarity there. And now it's time to transition and implement this into the company, the culture, the team, right? And this is where, I, like I said earlier, this is where most people are screwing it up. I've had a couple of different companies myself, where we've rolled this out. I've helped roll this out into another larger organization that I was part of up until very recently. And the game changer that happens is incredible, but you've got to be ridiculously redundant and consistent with delivering the message. Yeah, there is exactly. no other way.
0: For sure a couple yeah. things i want to unpack in there uh, the sure. first one being that i respect the hell out of i wrote a book in 2018 put it out in 2019 and i've had more clarity i know that exact fucking thing <laughs> hell i wrote a book called endless stream referrals and now i barely even talk about referrals and focus more on introductions right so so i respect the hell out of that because i know that journey the redundancy man is, is freaking huge in trying to convey any message that you mm-hmm. want people to to wrap their head around you know we don't call them values we call them our champions codes mm-hmm. and one of the things that we came up with when we were writing our codes was you know, those those sayings, those statements, they got to evoke emotion, right? They can't be just word, right? If you don't feel it, yeah. then it's not a thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of our codes we put out there is don't be a dick. And <laughs> that, that was written for me because <laughs> I know how I show up sometimes. and My ego gets in a fucking way and I got to remember the tone the down. But it was also written for Kevin because he should never be a customer service guy ever. <laughs> fucking no patience whatsoever. So I'm so I-
1: getting better <laughs> I am you. acknowledging now when people email in and I'm replying. I am acknowledging how they feel and they are stressed <laughs> before I before I start asking questions. So I'm 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 working on that. Thank you very right.
0: much. So. Uh, well- in between the 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 redundancy, you know, for us, we had to say it in front of a ton of meetings. We yeah. every time we did sessions, we're constantly bringing up to start meetings and stuff. Mm-hmm. What are other ways that we should be sharing these to get people to to really lean into what we're trying to accomplish within
1: our Yeah, codes? so it's important that this is an internal and external communication, right? Start start changing your messaging and your marketing and the way that. That's you a great speak.
0: point, dude. I don't think we were putting out our codes outward public facing enough. I mean, yeah. it's on a website, but we're yeah. not talking about them enough
1: out front. No. talk. So I, I love telling stories, right? Because uh, facts tell, stories sell, right? So if we can tell a story of how we helped a client or a team member succeed based upon living out a core value mm. or one of our codes. We're giving out the message. We're telling people what it is that we believe in, right? We're telling people how we, we, we had a win either internally or externally. And if you guys know anything about marketing, which I firmly believe you do, right? Good marketing is gonna do two things. It's going to attract the right people to your audience, as far as your audience is also gonna repel the people who don't belong. So when you actually go out there and activate and start talking about your code and your core values that you believe in, you're gonna start bringing the right people to you. And to the point where if it's done well enough, you can also start leveraging social media, in my opinion, right to attract people to your team. So now when it's like, oh shit, I got to go find a badass person to do X, Y, Z role. Now we've put out enough content over time so people really understand what it is that we believe in and how we operate. And there's going to be an audience of people who are just there watching. They're sitting on the sidelines watching us do what we do. And they're going to want to come work for us hmm. when we put that offer out there. Dude, that's I, not- Go ahead. I I, I love the, the whole concept of that you talked about in your book about your quarterly meetings. Mm -hmm. And I I think the cool thing with core values is if you do them correctly, they're the basis for culture in the, in the organization. Yep. But most companies will slap it up on the wall and then, you know, and that's it. And it doesn't become the basis for anything that happens in their business. I loved how you do the quarterly meetings. And then for each of the values, you, you highlight someone who, who, who lived that value. Mm-hmm. and and exhibited it outwardly within the company and you give them the kudos for that and then adding in that next step of i gotta start- I, I gotta imagine
0: hold on i gotta imagine in there though they gotta be fucking real and genuine right this mm-hmm. is gonna be like a real fucking story that yeah totally embodies that 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 code or that value 100
1: so that's that's really cool yeah, mm-hmm. and it's a cool way to recognize because everyone's used to getting the recognition for performance and production and for numbers. And you know, I did, and, and for Thomas, you know, this was at your your uh, in- installation company. You know, everyone's like, I got so many systems installed, and, and you know, I did all that type of stuff. But getting uh getting recognized for the the more intangible things mm-hmm. and have being able to be recognized for the impact you had on people and the company is a completely different type of recognition. Oh, for sure, and I, I think it goes way deeper for that person. It makes them feel way more appreciated than just saying, "Hey, great, you you sold fifteen systems this month." Yep, yep. Um, the other thing I loved in those meetings that you did that Donnie and I are going to be talking about when we do our planning meeting here in a few weeks is the start, stop, keep. Mm-hmm. Can you can you share about that? Because I think I thought that was genius. I literally like kind yeah. of highlighters started highlighting stuff in the book when it when you, I when I hit that. Sure. Point. It's real similar to a SWOT analysis. You know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, threats. It's worded a bit different, right? And we used to do these at our quarterlies. And basically, um, we would go and get these giant post You know, the real big ones, like three feet by four feet kind of deal. Go to Staples and, and go grab one of those things. And they got the, they're just big post-its, big stickers. Stick them on the wall. And I, I would never do it because I have horrible handwriting, but I get <laughs> someone on the team to be described for the day. Like everything that comes out and we add to this list, just write it here and we're going to dock
0: Hey, Donnie Bobine here, CEO of Success Champions Networking. And I just want to jump in really quick and tell you about the network. Success Champion Networking isn't for the beginning networker. It's for the business people that understand that building a successful relationships is a two-way street requiring commitment from both parties involved. Stop wasting time networking with people that don't understand how to leverage their network to generate quality referrals for you. If you're ready to network with business people that are tired of doing all the heavy lifting and want to build real partnerships that generate high revenue referrals, visit one of our chapters today at successchampionnetworking.com and I look forward to seeing you there.
1: You what's going on. And we would put a big title on top of them. One was start, one was stop, one was keep. And the question, we'd go around the room and we'd ask for real feedback from the entire team. What do we need to start doing in order to get closer to achieving our goal? And the whole team knows what the goal is. It's part of building the culture of the company, right? This is the big goal that we're active for this year, for this month, whatever it may be. What do we need to start doing that we're not currently doing now that's going to help us get to that goal? What do we need to stop doing? Because oftentimes we get we get nailed with what I call busyness, not business. There's all this little fluff and bullshit that we think is so yep. important. But ultimately, you guys know at this point in time in your careers, there's a lot of bullshit out there that makes absolutely no difference to the outcome in your company whatsoever. Right? So what is it? Let's let's be open. Let's have open, direct conversation, communication around here. Let's document it. Let's start scratching that shit off the list, and then we're gonna figure out how do we stop doing that shit completely. How do we eliminate it from 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 what we're doing each and every day, right? Because it's it's wasting time, it's inefficient, it's costing money, whole nine yards. Well, and what was interesting before we get into the key part in yeah. the book, you gave the the the. the the example you gave was your your employees were saying, we need to stop having this guy as a client. Mm-hmm. We need to get rid of this customer because here's how he's fucking up our days. Yep. And I thought that was really powerful that they even had the uh, the confidence to be, to be able to make that comment. Because mm-hmm. most clients are gonna be saying, yeah, or, or most employees aren't gonna come and say, hey, Donnie, Kevin, we need to fire this person. Yeah. We need to it, fire this client. That goes back to core values. Yeah. Right, One of the core values in, in any company that I own and will own in the future is communication. Right, There's open, direct communication from everyone that's internal and external. And we're proactive with it as well. So if something's rubbing your ass the wrong way, do me a favor. I don't want to deal with this when you blow up because you can't handle your shit one day. I want to know about it now so we can go ahead and fix it early. So when you empower your people to come in and have that open, direct conversation with you, and you're not going to bite their head off when they do tell you something that you may not want to hear that day, right? Which is part of it. You, well, that's,
0: that's almost all of it, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's that moment when they come to you and say, Hey, dude, this shit is pissing me to fuck off. You've got to fucking stand on your damn heels mm. and go walk me through it, brother. Tell, tell yeah. me what it is, right? Because the minute you, you flip and you don't honor your own core values. Yep. It's you over. lose your culture.
1: Yep. That's the biggest thing with core values, right? They cannot be a wish list. They have to be what you're actually living right now. Yeah. No, I love it. You know. This so com- before Donnie, you oh. you uh, go into your next question. Let's talk about keep the third yeah, step. So same deal, right? What do we need to keep doing in order for us to achieve the goals that we've set for? It, right? Because there's a couple of things that we got going on right now that are working really well, and we don't want to stop doing them. So, if we're going to keep them, cool, let's keep them. Or how do we optimize what we're currently doing here to make it better?
0: That's a really smart way of looking at business. So, I hate the fact that you brought this guy to the table, Kevin. This sucks. <laughs> I ain't learning shit today. <laughs> so, uh, I told you, know, you he
1: talks my language. I'm like, oh, I. I. Yeah. I'm like not the process the guy.
0: I don't follow systems. I fucking hate them. they there, you know, there's a necessity. You can't scale without them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're constantly building and putting them in there. So he tells me he's bringing a guy who's talking about process systems and all this stuff. I'm expecting the fucking bookworm that, you know, is all this operationally focused yeah. type shit. And I'm like, God, how the fuck am I going to fit in this conversation? <laughs> mm-hmm. So, so props to you for being a more type a personality that's that's focused on getting culture and shit right because you don't always see that out there uh in the marketplace a lot of times you get these kind of alpha dog you know mentalities Mm -hmm. and they're like fuck you let's just dominate the world you get the bro marketers and that kind of thing out there so yeah brother for showing up how you show up thanks
1: i I, I thought that was really interesting as i dove into that whole integrator visionary world no, I, Donnie and I have always been in the extrovert introvert world and looking at stuff from that viewpoint. So I just kind of assumed that the visionary integrator was the same thing. You had your extrovert, yeah. your introvert, the integrator is the introvert. I'm like, oh, sweet one of me. But then I started researching and I'm like, oh, the integrators actually normally an extrovert. Mm-hmm. And that which really surprised me. I'm like, well, crap. Now, where the fuck do I fit? <laughs> because I literally thought I had found my tribe. And I'm like, oh, well, God damn it. Um, so I thought that was really interesting because a lot of the stuff you talk about is the things that we thrive on. Mm-hmm. But aren't, we just aren't as outspoken about it all the time. Yep. Got it. Yeah, man. Um, I have the unique ability because in my last company. My installation company, which I talk heavily about in the book, there was nobody else sitting in that visionary seat. So I'm naturally wired as an integrator, right? Someone who's who wants to build the systems and processes and put the back end together. And a lot of that has to do with my former career as a custom car audio installer, because literally that's what we did: we integrated aftermarket electronics into a factory vehicle, right? So it, it rewired my brain at a young age to start thinking process wise, but. Uh, With my install company, there was nobody with the ability to fill the visionary seat. And somebody had to step up to the plate and fill it, right? So even though I'm more naturally an integrator, I had to step into that role and fulfill it as best as I could. Was it perfect? No, it wasn't. But it it, it enabled me to strengthen my visionary tendencies as well as keep my integrator tendencies. My integrator is way stronger than my visionary, right? But if I have to go and, and, and sit in that visionary role, I can do so. Right. And it's just, I'm fortunate enough to have that ability. Not everybody can.
0: Yeah. I totally agree with that. Uh, you'll people will find their lanes very quickly when the pressure of actually doing business, you know, hits, you know, uh, cause it's Mike Tyson says it best. Everybody's got a plan to get punched in the face. Right. Mm-hmm. And business is the biggest place you're going to get smacked down like a bitch. If Guaranteed. you don't have things in place, man, it's, it's Kevin and I have learned the hard <laughs> way way too many fucking times, Yep, you know, Oh, dude keenan i gotta tell you man or thomas this has been freaking a really
1: cool conversation you anything you want to wrap this up with kevin yeah appreciate uh, it no thanks thanks so much for being on i just really enjoyed this conversation being able to dive a little bit deeper and talk about some of my favorite parts of the book uh and you know for our listeners i i encourage you to go get it you know take it it's a really easy read it's full of good information and it's going to make you think about how you run your business and what you can be doing differently uh, that's going to make it way more effective. So thank you again for coming on and, and sharing a ton of really valuable information with our listeners. Yeah, I appreciate you guys. And, uh, you know, Kevin, I appreciate you actually reading the damn book and speaking intelligently about it. <laughs> <laughs> that's I me, awesome. mean, most people that have you on haven't actually read the book and they're just picking out key phrases. Yeah, sometimes, <laughs> not always. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks, Phyllis.
0: All right. I didn't hate that conversation. I got to be honest, man, going into it when the whole idea of talk integrator, talk about process systems and those type of things. I really wasn't looking forward to it a whole lot, but well done, dude. That was a good, good, fine. Great conversation. He's a good dude. I really like that one.
1: Yeah, he's it's it's really cool because you a lot of those people on Instagram, you know, you'll reach out to them and you'll ask them questions and have comments and you don't get a response. He replied. And I, I asked him questions early and, you know, and made comments and, you know, had not just the business questions, but also just comments on his life stuff that he posts, you know, congratulations. Oh, that looks awesome. Dude, I, I love that stuff too. And it, it's really cool because we've we've started to have this, you know, kind of, you know, Instagram relationship where we actually in, in, uh, talk back and forth. And, and it's, I knew when uh, we made this change in the format that, he needed to be a guest. And I knew that you're actually going to really enjoy it because he's not the normal introvert. Yeah, no, type it,
0: person. It, he was good. I think my biggest, you know, kind of takeaway thing that we need to do a better job of is by using the core values more public facing. And yep. I love the idea of sharing the story of somebody who represents that core value. So that's something we're going to try and implement more of here. Uh, and, you know, how do we find the stories from one of our clients that that completely represented that idea
1: of one of our champion's codes. Yeah, for me, the big takeaway was that, you know, they have to be visible at all places in the business. You know, it's yeah. not just something you throw on the wall and then you uh, you reference every once in a while and you point out and you have a page on the website. You no, know, it's got to be stuff that you're talking about. It needs to be stuff that you're talking about outside of the company. It's got to be stuff you're talking about inside of the company. And you're you're going back and referencing them for all the stuff. And it becomes really the basis for how you're making decisions and not just the platitudes that people want to see because it makes them feel good. Yeah.
0: I still like that we're doing champions codes versus core values, mainly because I think, you know, living by the code is a lot stronger way of putting it than than than
1: you know living your core values of your company so this, this can we start using the the line from Mandalorian it is the way this is the way yeah this the is way. the way
0: <laughs> <laughs> we should now so, great episode man uh, so guys I really appreciate you guys dialing into this one if you got any value out of it please do us a favor make sure that you are subscribed um, and share this out with a friend leave us a five star review. And it really helps us get our uh, message and brand out there. So um, and I'm having fun with this new format. So I hope you guys are too. So if you guys, you know, need anything from us, keep sending the messages, keep sending the DMS. We really appreciate it. Um, if you're trying to reach out to us, you can catch us at, uh, what the hell is the damn email, Kevin, that they send us that, Uh, member success yeah member success at Networking.com in stereo even so (laughs) appreciate you guys love you i mean it see you bye when i created success champions it was on the idea that most people make themselves an island as they're growing their business yeah they just don't want people to know how bad things are because if anybody knew how bad things are nobody would do business with you so, like me, they don't often reach out for advice, they don't get support, they just try and put their head down and grind through it. And let's be honest, man, that, that lifestyle sucks. And when you're constantly trying to find yourself to push through it and figure down your own, it often leads to misery. We created Success Champions so you don't make yourself an island, so you don't build your business alone. There are a ton of people that are going through it on the same journey that are looking for the same advice you are. Maybe they've been through it and are looking to help. So come hang out with Success Champions. Go to successchampionnetworking.com. Go visit one of our peer groups and let's help you actually get to business freedom. Don't build your business alone. Come hang with us as Success Champions.